Welcome to Frustration Nation, presented by Shoot Your Shot Sports. We are the FN Podcast for FN fans of FN sports teams. Now on video, uh, every episode we explore the heartbreak, horror, and humiliation of what it means to be a diehard fan. I'm your pessimistic host and Detroit fan, the man in the Michigan hat. I'm here with my miserable co-host, Chicago fan, Furious George. Furious, what do we have going on today? Well, everybody, we did not write a transition. Um, full disclosure, it is 11.18 p.m. Central Time, Year of Our Lord, 2021, on Monday, June 7th, though it will soon turn over to Tuesday, June 8th. Um, well said. I didn't finish my sentence. And oh, apologies. I, we did not write a transition because it's late. And we, we, we spent like, we started talking online about two hours ago and talked about everything else going on in our life other than podcasting, which believe it or not, we do have at least somewhat of a life outside of podcasting. Well said. Yeah. So, but as for today's episode, if that's what you were here to listen to about, basically, um, I mean, honest, like there's a few things that I like, okay, man, I'm just going to have prepared the topics for tonight. And I like all of them, but the only one I really care about is Packers drama. So we're going to cover <laughs> a lot of Packers drama and we'll get into that later. But for, for now, for, for, for now, for, well for, for now, we should start with our vent sesh so let's get it going vent sesh time um okay i'll start with mine um i don't know if you had seen this yet there is a tweet out which i would share moving forward on video if i was more prepared but i'm not um but basically this happened in (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah if you're listening to the audio version we're trying some stuff out on video with oh, scrollers yeah, right are. now they're <laughs> <laughs> right now they're very specific <laughs> subscribe to our only fans oh yeah <laughs> we come as a pair <laughs> and in peace <laughs> every dollar makes a big difference to us <laughs> we come in a pair and we come as a pair oh that has several <laughs> implications <laughs> true yeah good times um so this was in i'm trying to see what date this was it was yankees boston which obviously big implications bottom of the ninth yeah i don't let me know if you had seen this or whatever but it's bottom of the ninth yankees are tied 4-4 runner on third two outs winning run on third and full count uh i can't remember how to pronounce the first name but odor he used to play for Texas. Isn't it, is it Runed or Roned? Ro- is it, Roned. Or is the G? Roned. You pronounce the G. I don't even know. So I He's a real G. It. I know that much. <laughs> uh, but Odor, the guy who famously punched Bautista in the face, um, he's at the plate, full count. He takes a pitch. They have like the umpire trackers and the strike zone and stuff, and it measured I it as this. four and a half inches outside, um, which might not sound like a lot, but it gets the job done. Um, yeah, four and a half inches. Uh, and mm. the boomer response of 
I guess I'm not venting about the umpire. Like I've said for a long time, baseball umpires should just be robots. I, I to me, I, I'm over the whole human error, and that's what makes baseball fun. Like I, I think, um, like having a strike zone called by an umpire is on the way out soon. Um, so oh, I'm not. Yeah, even, I think it will be too. Yeah. So I'm not venting about that. Like the umpire blew the call. That's bad enough. I'm venting about the people who defend that and say, "Well, you're not up. Th- you're not up there to take pitches. You're up there to swing the bat or full count. Okay. You got to protect." People are the actually plate. saying this. There's a guy who I said I did see this play and it was outrageous. It was very far, clearly outside, and people saying, "Well, two strikes on you. You got to protect the plate." And multiple people I saw say this. Now, to be fair, uh, those people were pretty much torn apart on Twitter, and I think that's not a common sen- sentiment. But my issue is that this is still a sentiment with, I mean, to generalize, maybe some of the older fans. And with baseball specifically, I think this is a huge problem because there's kind of two schools of thought. Going back to the Tony LaRussa, unwritten rules, showing respect, like all this stuff. The reason this bothers me so much is because this is baseball killing itself is with things like this. The fact that fans aren't – some fans see this, and rather than being outraged that the sport isn't called correctly, they're going to try to blame the hitter, which with a full count, he's going to walk. You know what that means? You're going to possibly move to another person in the bullpen. You're going to move – like I know they're going to argue, well, all you need is the run at third. But by getting another hitter on base, you bring up another guy who's got now a full count to work with, and – your odds go way up just by getting to another hitter. So, no, like, if if he knows it's a walk, I'm not going to say the unwritten rule of you've got to protect the plate and it's your fault, you know? I just have a huge issue with people who are apologists for umpires, kind of going back to the whole, well, it's human error. That's what makes it great. It's part of the game. You know, like, I'm just – I'm over excusing – Bad behavior, bad umpiring, and bad management because somehow you think that's part of what makes baseball pure or traditional or whatever. Like, no, you should be able to take what's clearly a ball and walk. Like, that's not on him there. So, yeah, my vent is just that stuff like this is excused and defended by old baseball guy. Yeah, no, it it's really... It is interesting how baseball compared to any other sport, every other sport, there's a major focus on what can we do to eliminate as much error as possible. Baseball is the only one where everybody, where there's a loud voice from people saying, no, we like there to be human error because that's the way it always has been. We prefer the mistakes because it's old. Right. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) That is is right. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, it must be pretty hard for him to make that face with his, uh, with, without any real teeth, but (laughs) yeah, listeners, if you're just listening audio only, we love you you. for support. We (laughs) we, was going to say, we love you for supporting our show (laughs) audio only for however long you've been listening. Um, but if you want to check us out, probably YouTube, our YouTube channel, maybe Twitch, things like that in the future. I don't know. But if you want to check out our video (laughs) form there's going to be some things on there that will not make sense if you're listening to audio only so just a heads up it's better for things to not make sense trust me yeah yeah 
Um, and speaking of things not making sense, my vent sesh is yep. related to the home buying process. So this is yep. kind of a. It, so I'm going to go ahead and spoil my silver lining because you can't do uh, that. Well, yes, I can. I'm. What? Hey, look, we created this show together, so I can change the rules. I <laughs> I'm outvoted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, that's um, fair. Just this once. So. I bought a house, and or I put an offer in, and it was agreed upon. Yeah, thank you. So we had we had an offer agreed upon. That's where we're at. It happened over the weekend. As for those of you that have followed us for a while now, you know that I've been searching for uh, a new job, and then searching for a new home that would be in Indiana somewhere. So we found our location to live, um, and yeah, super exciting. Um. But, and so that's my silver lining, by the way. So I might say it again later. I might not. But the vent sesh part is, it's amazing how, like, last night when we found out that we got the house, how so quickly that moment of jubilation turns into nothing but frustration and just stupidity. Like, yeah. My wife and I had this argument. Like, uh, like we, we, we were like mad at each other for a while <laughs> and honestly it all came down to miscommunication, not between us, but miscommunication between us and like the lender of understanding what all needs to like, what money needs to be where, mm-hmm. what documentation needs to be provided. And basically I feel like I'm doing everything like four or five times to just to make sure I have everything right. It's, it's very, um, yeah, it, it's stupid. Um, so anyway, my event sesh is that, uh, and you know, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, oh yeah, you're not alone. Like, oh, just wait for your storage. It only gets worse. Um, I don't know. It, it I, maybe you're right, but it is, it is crazy. Yeah. So yeah, that is the least fun. I mean, ideally you buy the house and it's a fun time to dream about, yeah, our family's going to be here. This is going to be where I have yeah, all my stuff that I, you know, like my man cave or it, like that's the stuff you want to think about. And then instead you just get buried in the paperwork and uh yeah. I mean, that's kind of why uh being an adult, all the fun stuff you get to do, that's what ruins all of it. Is all the paperwork, all the behind yep. the scenes stuff. Um yeah. Yeah, I mean, even if you like even if you're like planning for like a fun vacation and everything, Right. Even if you're like comfortable spending a lot of money to like reserve a nice place for you to go stay and everything, yep. there is especially if you have like a travel agent or whatever. There's always going to be all this extra paperwork, and mm-hmm. when you travel, it's never just like the lodging that you're spending money on. You're also going to blow probably just as much as you spent on lodging on food and expenses. Otherwise, probably even more than what you spent on lodging and it's not enough you spend the money on it you've got to call ahead and do reservations for both like do we have our hotel covered do we have our hotel covered at the next spot do we have transportation figured out in between are we renting a car okay now we have to stop the rental office you know like it's not even just spending the money it's all the hassle and then before you know it your vacation has become more stressful than your job like yep (laughs) yeah yep especially if you're planning it and you have multiple family members coming along and things like that it's just 
Yeah. Let's just say we could we could come up we could come out with a new podcast called Frustration Nation and it would be all about adulting. And it would be just as equally on theme as this podcast is. Yep. So. Adulting Nation. What's that? Adulting Nation. Ulting or Ad- adulting. Adult. <laughs> yeah. Adulting Nation. For some reason on my on my audio it's coming out as ulting from you. Really? Still? Yeah. Adulting. No, now I heard it. <laughs> I just needed to enunciate more. <laughs> Can you spell enunciate? No. <laughs> I'd have to write it down. I'm really, if you heard our last episode where I tried to spell Jeopardy on the fly, just like saying the letters, I'd really, like I can write it and spell it right, but yeah. This yep. was basically what he wrote last week. Geoff party. <laughs> I did. I know it started with a G, and so I was immediately just wrong. <laughs> Why are you yeah. saying Geoff? It's just Jeff, dude. Jared Goff. Geoff. I don't know. By the way, so there's this one guy I really like on Bears Twitter. He has a really good take on most things. But you know what's frustrating? Um, yep. Was there was one thing he said I disagreed with. Mm-hmm. Um. Whoops, tried to edit the ticker and accidentally put it as the main thing. <laughs> okay, got it. There we go. Um, so, basically, he said, he, he went through, he had this Twitter thread where it was about what the, what 13 things that happened that helped the Bears to get Justin Fields for like a reasonable cost. And the main point that I disagreed with was that he, the way he said it was basically he said the Lions offensive coordinator feels they can fix Jared Goff and therefore went with Penny Sewell. And I, I was just yeah. kind of like, that is 100% the wrong take on that because I highly doubt that the Lions, and especially Brad Holmes, who was part of probably drafting Jared Goff and who has seen how he's played over the past few couple of years, right. I doubt that his, I mean, yeah, there's still some potential there because he had a really great season a few years ago, but I feel like, you know, it, to me, it's pretty clear that Jared Goff, it's one of those things. If he all of a sudden excels, then great. But otherwise it's like, no, he is all, all he is, is the placeholder quarterback until you can draft who you want. Yep. And the lions of course, aren't going to come out and say that. Because you don't want to not put faith in the guy you've got right now. Like, yep. but coming out and saying, yeah, you're right. We're drafting a guy in a couple of years. Let Jared lose us some games. Who cares? Like, <laughs> by saying that, who's that going to help, you know? Yep. So, obviously, they're going to come out and say, oh, we have full faith in him. He's playing well and all that. Even Lions fans don't understand this. Like, they'll freak out and say, well, why are they saying that they think he's going to play well? Because that's what you say. Like, <laughs> you know, you still have to yep. put faith in your guy. Um I agree with you that, uh, yeah, like what they probably are looking at is, like you said, it's a win-win. Either he exceeds expectations, shows that a change of scenery was what he needed, which I don't believe will happen, but you have to see if it will. You never know. He's only played for one team in his career. Even Like the reason I don't think that's going to happen is you don't leave a better system and go to a, a worse one objectively because it's newer coaches and all that and just suddenly excel. But he's only been at one spot in his career. You never know. You give him every chance, you know, yep. and then 
you, the reason you drafted Sewell is not because you don't need a quarterback as much as you need every other position. It's because, which I talked about on Twitter today too, um, ideally you fix the guys in the trenches first because those are the ones who could have the longer career and that's like a more pivotal piece for a foundation before you start the re like before you really get into the rebuild and you get a quarterback on the back end of that rebuild so that you can compete when you're still on his rookie deal. You don't go out and in theory, you wouldn't get the quarterback now spend the first three years of his rookie deal rebuilding the rest of the team, especially if he's behind an offensive line, that's going to get him hurt. Like Bengals, if you're in the number one spot, it makes sense to take a quarterback there. But if you're not picking number one, like if the Lions are picking number one and they don't take Trevor Lawrence and take an offensive lineman, then I'd be upset. Yep. But if you're not picking number one and you have the option, then if, if you're not looking the number one pick quarterback right in the, dead in the face, I, basically I'm rambling at this point, but obviously it's different. Um, he's a placeholder. We'll draft somebody in the next couple years while we have multiple first round picks and it's easy to move up. 100%. And probably probably this coming draft we're going to be picking higher than seven. So, yeah, I have no complaints about the direction we're going in. I agree with you. I don't think that it's that they have faith in Goff. I just think it's the wrong year to take your next guy. Yeah, and I'm not being like I'm not being a jerk to this guy who tweeted this. Um, I mean he he is well intended and he has a full you know. His other points to me are very valid. I just and if he's not a Lions fan, he's probably not going to just be as into like looking into the motivation for stuff. You know, as surface value, it does look like yeah, they're putting their confidence in Goff and want to see what they have and think that he could be the future. Because at face value, that's what you see from them. You know, so um, and I mean, he is still young and it came off a good season a few years ago. Like I don't think he's going to be the guy, but you have to give him a chance to prove that he's not. So. Yep, agreed. Yeah. All right, cool. So what yeah, no, that's kind of a fun Lions rant after uh <laughs> we always get onto in our vent sesh we end up on the Lions. I think we did last week too. <laughs> like it, neither of us had the li- Oh, I did. It was about Sewell and fans complaining that he had to move to the other side. Oh, that's stuff. right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so never mind. We always have to vent about the Lions though, so. Yep. Yeah, you just got to uh all right so i think our first topic is julio jones to the tit ands titans if you're watching our (laughs) video version yes um i just you know i I didn't finish spelling out the way i meant to Mm. so Mm -hmm. um yeah so i mean it it's perfect when you i mean when you read our little headline here that we have i mean julio jones is a very well-rounded um (laughs) wide receiver so i i think everyone uh, loves him yeah yeah um yes i don't have anything else to say but Boob. <laughs> <laughs> something real subtle like that yeah motorboat yeah um <laughs> all i have to say on this topic is <laughs> perfect perfect um so i what was even the trade i know the highest pick they got was a second round pick I didn't look a at the future details. second from the Titans. I didn't see either. Um, I mean, it wasn't crazy. Um, I think it was next year's second and then 2023's third and fourth. I figured this was going to be a right deal to me, to be honest. Yeah, I figured this was going to be a deal, though, that when it came out, what the details were, a lot of fan bases were going to be upset 
at like that's all it took you know yep um yep like if i'm the colts i'm probably a little upset now you're saying he's in our division and we still need receivers and we could have had him for that price you know that's how some bears fans treated the carson wentz news at first when he went to the colts <laughs> a lot of bears fans were like oh it only took like a sixth round pick well now I, or uh, no i think it was a, it was higher than that it was like a third. It was a round conditional pick. first, I think, if they go to the. There is a conditional first, yeah. Yeah. No, it's conditional first, but. But yeah, the, after trade details come out, there's always that. Well, that's all it took. Well, which what we don't know is that all it took for all the teams. Maybe the asking prices were higher for some than others. Yep. I don't know, uh, but I agree. To me, that feels about right for an aging receiver with injury issues. Like, yeah, not that no, he's I, not great, but. I don't know. Well, while we're on the topic, and I don't mean to be a defender of NFC North rivals, but Julio Jones is great, but I still feel like I see a lot of people comparing him like to Megatron. I just feel like yeah. I just feel like Calvin Johnson is just he's still on a completely different level. And I yeah, I mean Julio Jones is great and like I remember se- I remember multiple catches from the infamous twenty eight to three Super Bowl mm-hmm. um that he made. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm not surprised that he demanded to be traded to a team that has Super Bowl potential, but what's surprising to me is that the Falcons agreed to do so after the Falcons passed up on one trading Matthew Ryan in the off season for draft picks or players or something. That was an option. Did that did that come out that they had a chance to do that or no? Or are you just saying instead what, what of trying mean? to? Yeah, I mean, oh, okay. he was. Because I think the reason they didn't is because of his contract. But it, I don't know if news came out that teams had inquired about him or something. So okay. Um, but yeah, but they're like fully committed to Matt Ryan, and then they they could have drafted like Justin Fields or Mac Jones, but instead they drafted Kyle Pitts and so you're thinking is like yeah Kyle Pitts probably was the best player on the board at the time and tight ends are kind of a dime a dozen in the league like name you know the top tight ends you usually can name like two or three and then you're like done um it's a big drop off yeah yeah so I get it but at the same time it's like if you're drafting Kyle Pitts it just felt like okay this is one last window like one last two-year window, maybe three, with Matt Ryan at QB, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it's it's hard to say that it's confusing that they traded Julio Jones because Julio Jones is demanding a trade. Um, but, I don't know. And, and also, as far as that goes, I, I still don't see the Titans as a Super Bowl contender. Oh, no. Personally. That's what I was going to ask. Like, how does this change the AFC? Um, Not much. Like, I, I think the, yeah. the Titans have it in them, as they showed a couple years ago. They can they can make a run in the playoffs, but I do not have Super Bowl in their destiny in my mind. I agree. And it's not because their offense. Like, their offense is already really good. Like, obviously. I mean, Tannehill played well. I wonder if he's going to regress a little bit. But A.J. Brown is really good. And then you have, obviously... Uh, blanking on his name right now the running Derek back Henry. yeah derrick henry 
but I mean, how long do running backs last? Like, I feel like their offense could regress, and their defense was so bad last year. So, I don't know. Uh, I like the Titans, but the AFC is so stacked that I just don't know. Would I put them ahead of the Colts? No. I like them better than really? the Colts, but the Colts' defense is so much better that if Carson Wentz can at least be serviceable, I think the Colts are better. Would you put them better than the Jaguars? Yeah. <laughs> what about I don't know. Tebow they don't time? have Tim Tebow, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. But, yeah, the AFC has so many good teams in it. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because the AFC does, but the AFC South is always kind of like a joke to me. Like It was it, for a long time, yeah. It feels like it's always either the Colts or the Titans, and then whoever is not in first, it's usually like someone's mediocre, and then – the Jaguars and Texans are always kind of the laughing stock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, so. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know that it shakes things up that much. It'll be interesting. Interesting to see how he plays in that offense. Um, I think it could be similar because when he had Ridley in Atlanta, now he's got AJ Brown, in Tennessee. Like you've got a guy on the other side still. Uh, I think he'll get a lot of targets. He'll get like. Even from a fantasy football perspective, it'll be interesting to see how a season looks. Um, but I agree. I don't know that it changes things a lot. Let me ask you this one. So this is like, you know, super speculative. But what divi- what division in the AFC or team in the AFC do you think would really make a surprise playoff appearance? Like I feel like... When you think about AFC teams, it feels, unless there's like a huge injury, it feels pretty locked and loaded for what it's going to be. Like you're, the Chiefs are going to be there. The Bills are going to be there. The Colts are going to be there. Um, mm-hmm. who? What division am I missing? Oh, and like the Browns probably going to be there. And then in terms of your wild card, Steelers and Ravens. Ravens. You figure at least one of those teams is going to grab a wild card spot. Yep. Um, I mean, honestly, Titans, I could see maybe. the Patriots bouncing back. Chargers, maybe. Patriots, maybe. Like, there's a bunch it, of teams there in that second tier of maybe's. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It feels like it's the same yeah. teams every year that we're talking about. Some people could argue the Bengals. Even that whole division's going to be interesting. So. Yeah. I mean, not to win the division, but. As a wild card, I don't know. I would say they're going to still finish last in their division, but yeah, someone yeah. has to. Yeah, and I don't see it being Baltimore. I no, honestly, I think I Baltimore is the best team in that division. Honestly, I could see Pittsburgh doing it, finishing last. I could. I think it's possible if Big Ben, mainly because of Big Ben, but may, I also personally to have the I have the Browns pegged for a, a regression team. Um, yeah. But I think Kevin them. Stefanski is a real—he's like the perfect coach for Baker Mayfield. So and Baker is right at the age when he would continue to be in his prime. Like I don't see yeah. any reason to think he would regress. Um, I don't know. Hmm. Their defense is really good. Yeah, yeah, it'll be weird. So, but anyway, there's so many teams I would put ahead of the Titans, even just in the AFC, that I don't think that it moves them to the head of the pack or anything like that. So. Yeah, but big news still and worth talking about. Um, all right, what do we have next? We've got, yeah, Aaron Rodgers sitting out. Um, okay, so this is, it's kind of been an ongoing topic. Um, just like latest news, I guess, on this. So 
But did you see this already before I get into this quote? The No, I didn't uh, I hadn't seen that quote. No. So the Packers president Mark Murphy, it was either today or yesterday, uh came out and said the big headline that was going around was kind of deceiving because all they showed was the situation we face with Aaron Rodgers has divided our fan base. Like that was all that was said in the quote. Um but beyond that it says the emails and letters i've received reflect this fact as i wrote here last month we remain committed to resolving things with aaron and want him to be our quarterback in 2021 and beyond we're working to resolve the situation and realize that the less both sides say publicly the better um and then tom pelisaro you just put the tweet up for our uh, viewers watching the video um source on packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, no change. Um, so the accept, expectation, barring any developments, is the NFL MVP won't be reporting from any camp, which has been what's happening so far. So right now it looks like no changes. Um, Packers president acknowledges that fans are split on this issue and says that right as of right now, the team is still committed to Aaron Rodgers for the future. Um, which I, I don't take these words to mean anything. No, that's like, what going back to the Jared Goff thing. That's what you say while he's still on your roster. You know, like until a move is made, that's what you would say no matter how hard you could potentially be working to move on from him, you know. We are yeah. And so yeah. We are working to resolve this situation. Okay, I love this by the way. We are working to resolve the situation and realize that the less both sides say publicly the better. That's is that a shot like, at Aaron. If that's what it sounds like, doesn't it? Yeah. Cuz it sounds like He's saying it would be better if Aaron were talking less like we're trying to. It would be that's better kind of the if way Aaron were across. dead, is what he's saying. <laughs> I think that's exactly what he said. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it, it's it's a messy situation up there. So I have um, I have a few things and a, a, a little plug, pluggy plug, if you know what I mean. Oh, um, yeah. Plug it. So on my Full Press Bears podcast, I had – Friend of Frustration Nation, MJ Hurley, on to talk about all the Packers drama. Listen to the full episode. That was a good episode. Yeah, thank you. I I thought it was really good. I thought it was informative. I think it's helpful to hear what Packers' perspectives really are, because um, I think it's too it's so much fun to be a troll on Twitter. We kind of get swept up in that and not don't focus enough on what they actually think. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to find this one section, um, this one tweet. But if you're familiar with Rob Domofsky, um, yep. he is the Packers reporter for ESPN, and he is the just dirt. he. Oh no, he he's very knowledgeable. <laughs> yeah. Um. What I'll say that's interesting is MJ in our little uh, interview on Full Press Bears, MJ referred to Rob as Switzerland. And I had asked him before that, I asked him, like, are, I know Packers fans are divided. What about their reporters, the beat writers, the podcasters, like everybody that reports on the Packers, what about them? And he said, yeah, they're divided as well. So I asked him about Rob Rob Domofsky, and he says, Rob is like Switzerland. Meaning, of course, if you're familiar with your World War history, that Switzerland was always the neutral party. There's 
you know, bombs and everything going to shit around them. And Switzerland just stood stood just there chilling. making their holy cheese. And oh, um, even more appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the point I make with all of this is that Rob Domofsky, according to MJ, who is not just a he is a Packers reporter. He's not he's he's still in college. He has a lot of really good things that he's done, but it's not like he's he's hired by like a NFL network or ESPN caliber source at this time. I think he has great potential for that MJ. Um, but MJ still a reporter and a fan, an ardent fan here admitting that Rob Domofsky is basically the most unbiased source that there is when it comes to Packers information. Yep. Rob Domofsky, according to MJ, is the one that has a very, very, very strong relationship with Aaron Rodgers, so would therefore probably have the best insight as to what he intends to do. And Rob Domofsky has been the one that has primarily been reporting that Rodgers is done. He's not coming back. So the last thing I want to add to this is a little interview from the uh, Cap and Jay Hood show on ESPN 1000. Um, if you're a Bears fan, this is going around Twitter. Um, but if you're not and you hate the Packers like we both do, you'll still appreciate hearing it. So I'm going to play this little clip and then we can talk about it. Okay. Seven years. Hold on. Is Rob Domofsky. He has been all over the Packer beat for like 27 years, and he knows everything that goes on up there. And he joins us now here on Cap J Hood. Rob Domofsky, good morning. Do you believe that opening night, whenever you start your season, that Aaron Rodgers will indeed be ducking under center in a Green Bay uniform? I do not. I do wow. not think he will ever play here again, Cap. Um, and, and I just want to say that intro that was spoken like a true Bears fan there. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. no doubt. Uh, but no, I, I, look, here's what I don't see in terms of a, a resolution. Like, I just don't see him walking back in the Lambeau field and saying, ah, just kidding, guys, let's go win a championship. Like, he, he's too dug in. Um, he's too stubborn. He's, 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 I just don't see how you walk this back. I mean, the only way he walks it back is if he realizes that, you know, or believes that public sentiment is, is against him and he cares about what fans think of him uh, in terms of, of, of that legacy part of it. Uh, I guess that's the only way I see him reconsidering. So what do you think? Yeah. I've went back and forth on this so many times. Like objectively, it's past the whole it's where there's smoke, there's fire argument. Like it there's is, yeah. clearly fire. Like yep. <laughs> it's not just the smoke anymore. A big uncontrolled all, fire. We can all see the, the flames coming out of Lambeau Field right now. Yep. So I think there's something there. Obviously, Rogers is upset and now it seems like both parties are upset. Like the Packers are upset that they've been uh yeah broadcast had all their issues aired in the off season for the whole league to see like both sides are upset here uh but uh yeah it's i think it's it's past the point where you can excuse it or say it's nothing or things will be resolved easily yeah 
So objectively, I am inclined to believe that, that he's not going to be back. Just as a fan, though, I'm trying to not get my hopes up um, because I, I do know. want him to be gone. So I'm still of the belief right now that he will be back next year, more so just so I can have low expectations and just be pleasantly surprised if he's not. But if I'm just looking at this unbiased, I don't know. I mean, what's who makes the first move? Do the Packers finally cave and deal him? Like, if he's mm. going to be gone next year, the Packers should trade him so they actually get something for him, right? Yep. Like, you don't want him to just retire or something. Like, yep. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, – I, I go back and forth as well, and I'm also tempering my expectations because it would be such a bearish thing to, like, be like, okay, this is for sure happening, and then he comes back <laughs> and hangs 40 on you and, yeah. you know, three quarters. Um, so – I but here's the thing. I I do trust MJ and his opinion on this Packers reporter. Um more than and, and MJ has pointed out he specifically refers to him as a reporter and not an insider because the idea is that he oh, is yep. specific he is only reporting. He is delivering what he hears. And to me, that's an important distinction to make. And he's not being given a message or influenced right. by the organization directly. Yep. Yeah. And you cannot deny that in that interview, when he is asked, will Aaron Rodgers be under center? You cannot deny how with no hesitation whatsoever, he immediately just goes, no, I do not. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever play here again. That's I mean, what he that's- says. Not a lot of room for doubt there. That's pretty. Yeah. Well, and it's good. not like it's not like he's being sarcastic because it's he knows the Chicago radio. It's not like he's like, yeah, no, probably not or whatever. He's like, no, I do not. Like very yeah. definitive. Um, and again, it's obviously not to say that he definitely won't. But somebody who seems like a reliable source, who's close to both parties, and is not influenced one way or the other, to come out and say this alongside all the other reports and news we've seen. Um, I don't know. It's gone past the point of, like, initial reaction is going to be, like, the hot take guys, like, yeah. undisputed, all that, saying, it, which is how this did start. Like, it looks like Rodgers isn't happy, all that, or, like, the tabloids, which we just shared, <laughs> a really old tabloid of Aaron Rodgers that was also very interesting, but, yeah, we won't get into that. Um, uh, yeah, Skip, like Skip Bayless was going to come on there trying to get Aaron Rodgers to go to the Cowboys. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, just like <laughs> Julio Jones, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe they can give him a phone call and not tell him he's on or something. Yeah, there you um, go. So, yeah, it starts there. You don't think much of it. Now we're at the point where unbiased, legitimate reporters, and uh, no disrespect to those guys, like they have their – niche like they're good at what they do it's just different than what we're looking at now which is yeah reporters even ones who have no reason to be saying this come out and just definitively saying their opinion is that he won't be back so i mean it means something obviously my thought is just i looking at it from an outside perspective forgetting they're in our division and that i can't stand them what's the next move like, you can't allow him to not only leave your team and make you look this bad, but also have all the cards and all the power and potentially leave without you getting anything for it. 
Yep. Like that's worst case scenario. Like if you have to move forward with Jordan Love, huge drop off, huge uh, downgrade at quarterback, obviously. But the best thing you could do at that point is have multiple first round picks to surround him with talent at least. And I think, uh, yeah, yeah. And I think what's so maddening to Packers fans is be- I think they feel like I think they feel. They're they're so confused because they're like, what does he? What does Aaron want? And nobody really knows what he wants. Like, does he want, um, like does he want more money? The dude makes tons of money between endorsements, between his actual contract, and the Packers reportedly offered him a deal larger than Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Like, it seems what, like people have said that's not the issue, and that's not what yeah. he cares. Does about. he does want? Does he want co- more control? Like yeah i don't know yeah does he want control does he want jordan love gone no he said in the kenny main interview no i i like jordan love uh he he likes matt lafleur he likes all the fans he likes the team he likes the city his biggest beef is yeah. brian gutekunst so what if the packers fire brian gutekunst does that mean that he'll yeah. return like I think nobody knows Right, nobody knows. I mean, it seems to me, if I had to guess, like the big issue, he just wants respect from his own yep. organization. Like when you see teams like the Chiefs and the Buccaneers doing anything for their quarterbacks, basically letting them run the show. Um, you even saw this with Peyton Manning with the Colts and the Broncos, where it's like you'll have him, he's on the field, but he's basically the GM. He can basically do whatever he wants. If he wants to go out and get a free agent, the team is going to get him that free agent. If he goes out on the field and doesn't like the way a guy looks at him on the bench, that guy won't be playing on the team next the next day. Like yeah. every other Hall of Fame franchise quarterback who's like him in recent memory has had that control and had that respect, and they were the franchise. Um, so, I mean, obviously that's been a lot of the issue, but how do you fix that at this point? Um, yeah. It's just funny that the team that doesn't have an owner – which you'd think would be that much easier for a star quarterback to control has actually been the one that's like the handicapping their own guy the most, you know? Yeah. No, it, yeah. it is ironic and it's a beautiful irony for us. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, but I, I do think that's why Packers fans are going crazy about it. Cause they, they don't know what he wants. And I don't, I don't even have a leaning really like, I don't think he wants to retire. I think he wants to play more. I don't think he necessarily doesn't want to play for the Packers, but I do think he's trying to prove a point. So, yeah. I mean, part of me says that what it would take is one reshuffling the front office and two trading somebody to get some a good at least one good receiver. Like Julio Jones, who is now off the market. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Yeah. yeah. Cry, it, Packers fans. Cry. And it had come out like with all the stuff, like he basically goes on TV, on that interview and praises everybody in the entire city of Green Bay except for the GM. Yep. Um, so after that, management. right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Between that and the reports that came out that he wanted him fired which apparently was denied afterwards. They said there never was any kind of ultimatum, but, I mean, that comes from somewhere. Um, it seems like the Packers, though, have made their choice because the president, when he was talking to, he said he was singing uh, 
Brian's praises. Like he was saying, like he's built this team that's been to the playoffs this many years out of this many years. We've never had more pro bowlers. Like he basically by he brings up the issue and then immediately starts to give praise to the GM. Like it seems to me like they've made their choice and there may be at this point in damage control to figure out how best to move on from Aaron, if that's the plan, but that there's no way they're moving on from the GM. Um, it, it, so it's, I don't know. it's so very interesting. And the thing that still baffles me is that they didn't even take ch- time to call Rogers on draft night. It's just Matt, so many. It, I found a, I was listening to a yeah. Bears podcast, and they said Matt Nagy called Andy Dalton not before the draft, the morning before the draft. Like, yeah. on draft day, early in the morning, calls Andy Dalton, hey, not saying we're definitely drafting a quarterback, but it's a real possibility that we will if he's there. That's mm-hmm. all they needed to tell Rodgers. Like, hey, we want to draft a quarterback so you can be kind of a mentor to him as he – kind of grows up in the nfl if they're if the quarterback's there we're going to take him but if not we'll take something else right and dalton had been a bear for like 30 minutes when he got that phone call and he still was given that respect so it's not like a i don't know it it, it's just such an issue of common courtesy um (laughs) just it's it's one of those things where it's almost like if i have to tell you this it's not worth explaining it to you because like you know, it's for Rogers to come out and have a list of demands. Well, it'd be nice if you would in the future let me know this or tell me this or do this for me. Um, it almost it's disrespectful that he would have to come out and tell them those things that they wouldn't yep. just know that that's what you do for your Hall of Fame franchise quarterback. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess we'll continue just to update on this as things come out. Hopefully, the next time we have an update because we we've went back and forth on this before. Um just on different shows or on Twitter a lot and things like that. Like I'm hoping the next big thing we have to talk about will be breaking news um, either one way or the other, Um, whether it's an extension or a trade or retirement. Uh, Basically. Yeah. We're kind of setting the stage with what we know for our next, I think topic about this to be big news. I would be so pumped. So yeah. All right. It's very interesting. What's up next? Next topic we have, uh, let me see one of our adopted teams is currently on life support are the carolina yeah. hurricanes dead i don't know i've been so busy with this house stuff i still have not watched anything. <laughs> i haven't really watched i haven't watched any of this series fan. either yeah I'm such um, a good fan yeah i mean it's a tough matchup against the defending champions this is what makes playoff hockey so great is there are several teams in here i think are real not just teams who could make a run like we talked earlier about the titans that's a team in the nfl playoffs i think could win a game or two and make a run but i don't think they're a real nfl championship threat or like a super bowl contender i guess i think there's a distinction and in the nhl i really think almost all the teams in the playoffs are cup contenders just because the nature of hockey um so maybe this year, if I had to go through it, I mean, look it, at I'd how say, the Maple Leafs fell to the Canadians. Yeah, and if I had to, if I had to say, I don't think the Canadians are a cup contender, but I'd say they're in the minority of teams yeah. that I don't think are real contenders. And at this point, most are real contenders. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes and Lightning 
I think whichever team wins this series is going to be a strong favorite for the cup in my I agree. mind. Uh, so that's what makes it so great. Second round, huge matchup, but being down three, one is not ideal. Um, thankfully I haven't been <laughs> betting for a while. I've been on like a self-imposed retirement, uh, kind of like Rogers will be. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just not great. So aside from hurricanes games, have you been watching any other playoff hockey or not really? I have, I've been bad about watching playoff hockey. I, I did watch some. Because there are adopted NBA team, I have watched Sun, Suns Lakers though. Okay, yeah. Well, let's transition to that because um, we don't have a lot else to say on hockey. Are so the question is: Are the Hurricanes dead? Next question I have is: Are the Suns the greatest team in NBA history hmm. after well, beating uh, one of the greatest players in history? I don't know if I would go that far, but they are definitely a very good team. Yeah, and. Um, is game one tonight in that series against yes, uh, the Nuggets? It is, yeah. Let's get a live update here. Uh, oh, looks like it already went final. Suns win 122 yes. to 105. They were losing. They were really close all the way up through the third quarter. It was the last time I'd seen it. So, um, yeah, huge. I mean, the Nuggets are obviously a really solid team. Um, Jokic, all that. So... I don't know. I mean, I'm, I really want to try to watch more NBA playoffs. Um, I've been following storylines just through Twitter and then uh, going to ESPN the next day after games, reading summaries and stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm loosely following what's going on, but just haven't watched very many of the actual games live. So, um, what are your thoughts? And eh, actually, this is we're going to get back to this series a little bit in our hypotheticals later. Um, yeah, so I'll save that. Well, kind of the implications of that series, maybe. I'll just go ahead and say, this series has been a lot of fun to watch. It's been it, the the, the Lakers Sun series is fun to watch. Yeah. Um, especially as somebody who is more of a LeBron hater, um, mm-hmm. a lot of things to hate from that series. But Devin Booker, he was kind of quiet to start the series, but those last two games just caught fire. And yep. that last game, especially what forty-seven points or something like that, yep. something stupid. And I don't know what he scored tonight against the Nuggets, but this guy is the yep. real deal. Devin Booker is—he like—he showed so much promise in the bubble last year. He is going to be the real deal. It made me kind of wonder, even like I haven't followed the team super closely through the regular season. Was he one of those guys like a bubble hero, kind of like Tyler Hero, where it's like? That was the highlight of his career, and he's still going to be a serviceable player, but he's just never going to be that again. Um, Nope. And no, it seems like he is the real deal. Um, Yeah, definitely one of the up-and-coming stars. And he's just not talked about the same way as Luka, as Trey Young, uh, guys like that, but he should be. Zach Levine. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, listen. I mean, he's kind of like Zach Levine, like carries his team very uh very very good up and coming player i mean levine's more experienced but both still young players mm-hmm. um who should be talked about in that category and are kind of just underappreciated so yeah booker's been fun to watch i hope because we've adopted them as our team obviously i hope they do well in the playoffs but i think it would help him a lot to get even more exposure and start to build kind of a brand or a name for himself 
Um, yeah, as the team continues to advance, I think, hopefully. I think they can beat the Nuggets. I think if they play the Jazz, that's where they're going to have some trouble. Are the Jazz playing the Clippers, or who are they playing? I think so, yeah. Okay. Did the Clippers go up one nothing in that? Did they? Let me look. I think that was going on tonight, too, actually. Um, I'll save. I'll let you know real quick here. So the Hawks are playing the Sixers in the East. Um, Nets blew out the Bucks yesterday. Nets are winning two nothing. Uh, so the Clippers beat the Mavs. So game one. Oh yeah, game one will be if tomorrow. you're listening. Yeah, tomorrow, uh, the eighth, nine p.m. So. Yeah. Um. But no, the, the Suns are very good, and they've been fun to watch. But speaking of bubble, like the, the NBA bubble, people talk about not just Tyler Hero, but the whole Miami Heat team is bubble frauds. Um, yep. There's another team that was in the NBA Finals last year that I think you could consider bubble frauds as well. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, La bubble. La bubble, yeah. La Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about guys who were really just one and duns in the playoffs, like LeBron. Yeah, mm-hmm. guys yeah. who didn't do anything else their entire career. Just uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Caruso no, I mean, was kind of that. <laughs> Certain ser- guys just shine in weird moments, kind of. Seriously though, I think it's interesting how the Suns went on that crazy undefeated run in the bubble and didn't make the playoffs, and the Lakers won the championship. And then this year they meet, and the Lakers get ousted. It's just interesting. Pretty easily, yeah. Because people people had said, oh, the bubble basically made, because of the bubble, it made the Suns a team that didn't, it didn't matter what they did because they did everything they could. They still didn't make the playoffs. Whereas the Lakers is like, oh, they're already in whatever. And, oh, look, they won. Like, they're champs. And basically, people are saying the Suns were done dirty. The Lakers are frauds, and you saw that played out this year. I mean, it is definitely like a confirmation bias, you know. Like I see both sides, but it's hard to not look at this with basically the same teams. I mean, and I know Anthony Davis was Davis out. was hurt, but still, like it's hard to not look at this with basically everyone else the same and watch the Suns easily win the series and just kind of wonder, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, who knows? And uh, basketball does have an element of randomness where I think basketball, more than a lot of other sports, you do have the better team win almost all the time. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you play this series again five times, the Lakers probably win one of them, you know? So maybe even last year, if you played the Suns and Lakers last year, maybe the Suns win more times than the Lakers do. And we could be talking about the Suns trying to go for their back to back, you know, like Woo. if they made the playoffs. So I don't know. It, the Suns did not have Chris Paul last year or I Jay mean, Crowder. True. Yeah. Which that might be even bigger. Yeah. I don't know. So, th- I mean, that's another interesting point. Like are the Suns, how dangerous are an improved Suns team that already was hot last year and now eliminated the defending champions, you know? I think it, it's going to be interesting to watch moving forward. I think they will win this series. Um, and I think if whether you're looking at Jazz or Clippers. whether you're looking at Jazz or Clippers, it's a tough matchup. I think the Suns beat both those teams. I think the Suns definitely beat the Clippers. Um, 
I don't know. The Jazz have been good all year long. Yeah, they have. They've kind of had weird games, too, though. I mean, I was the regular joking, season is tough, but... I, I was know. joking with uh, another friend of the show, Pastor Kevikev on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was saying, oh, I think the Jazz are going to go all the way. And I said, and this time the Bulls don't stand in their way. <laughs> right? so, oh, yeah. All the nope. Mormons can get crunk. Yeah, go get that pizza in Utah. That's late right. Night pizza. What was it? Pizza Hut? That, I from think, the 30th or 30th? Well, okay. In the in the documentary, they didn't reveal wh- where it was from. I thought but, he said it was Pizza Hut or something. Well, there was somebody that called into Chicago radio the day after that episode aired, basically that claimed to be from the town where the pizza was from and like knew about the pizza and said it was from Pizza Hut. Imagine being the greatest basketball player in the world, just playing in an NBA playoff game and having to settle for Pizza Hut. Being from Chicago and having to settle for a Pizza Hut pizza. You want to know why Disrespect. that story is so important? Yeah. It really humanizes Michael Jordan, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, it really shows you that no matter how healthy and athletic you are, one bad food choice can just tank your entire day. No matter how much money you have, sometimes Pizza Hut still sounds good, and you will still <laughs> regret it, right? <laughs> he could have, with his money and his influence and power, I don't care what time it is, he could have had an entire chef, like mm-hmm. an entire kitchen with 10 chefs show up and like give him a private meal. Yeah. Like, he still just orders Pizza Hut. Like sometimes you just want to eat garbage. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it, it comes back and gets you. <laughs> We're kind of like raccoons in that way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, now you can have filet mignon every day, but sometimes a hot dog just sounds good. So, yeah. That's right. Well, uh, I would like to, for us to go ahead and transfer to our segments. Yeah. Um, but before we do, I want everybody to be aware of our favorite sponsor, which is Points Bet. Whoa. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. Am I supposed to um, say more after that? Or? <laughs> Yeah, why don't you take it? I think I've done it recently. You have. We always yeah, make you, fun of your your ad reads. <laughs> You've spared me from that. Well, yeah, Points Bet is. Uh, we are sponsored by them. We partner with them, and we highly recommend Points Bet. And ask that you would join us with our picks there. Um, it's the fastest growing sports book in America right now, and is where we make all of our picks. Uh, for the Scorecast show that we're on with Richie Chicago, and just in our personal betting. Um, if you'd like to sign up at points bet, use our promo code frustrate. That's all one word frustrate. If you're watching the video right now, it's on the ticker below. Uh, when you sign up, you get a deposit match starting at 50 and up to $250. Uh, so make sure you use that code at sign up frustrate. Um, we've said before points bet is, uh, the most convenient and best place to, uh, <laughs> well, I've said before, like they make it convenient to lose all your money which is my own fault not points bets um so yeah it's uh i've been taking a little bit of a break but want to get back into it while the playoffs are still ongoing um so we i would recommend you join us there and then also tune in to the scorecast and if you follow us on twitter we'll tweet out some of our daily picks there as well uh so sign up at points bet must be 21 years or older right now it's available indiana iowa and new jersey i believe 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Always gamble responsibly. All right. And, yeah, we've got the information up there. So, <laughs> must be 21 or older, big letters on the screen. So, okay. So, now is where, if you're listening to audio, I guess we haven't talked about how this will work. But if you're listening to the audio, this is where you'll hear our piratey anchor ad. And if not, we will continue rolling with the the video. When I listen to the episodes, I actually listen to the whole ad because it's just done really well. You did a good so, pirate voice. So proud of you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I hey, do fun appreciate fa- when companies do that. Like, fun if fact you're going to do an ad, at least make it fun. Yeah. Fun fact for all the listeners, um, Man in Michigan Hat, not, he, not only does he make money on Anchor, he also makes money on Anchor Drive. Um, what do you mean? Isn't, isn't that where your work is? Oh, the road. Anch- oh, Anchor Road. Yeah. Anchor yeah, Road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Make so, a lot of money on Anchor. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Good transition, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's a perfect transition to our segments, which is our segment for today is FN hypothermia. Hypochondriac. <laughs> FN, hypo- <laughs> FN hypogonadal. What is that? It's like a, <laughs> I think it's something, thing? it's like low testosterone, something like that related. Mm. It's like a medical term that's used about like some bodybuilding stuff I've seen. I don't know. Hypoallergenic. FN hypotheticals. All right. So first question, listeners, hypothetically, if we were to have a segment about hypotheticals, in this hypothetical hypothetical segment, we'll hypothetically ask each other hypothetical questions. This could hypothetically range from any sports topic, but also hypothetically include would you rather's and other hypothetical questions. You don't need to read the whole intro. They know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to hypothetically ask me a hypothetical question? Since I'm already almost done with the intro. Yeah, so my first question for you is would you rather catch an entire MLB game Major League Baseball game without a cup or goaltend an entire NHL game without a helmet? Man. So for a long time, hockey was played without helmets, but did the goalies have helmets still? Or I think for a while they didn't, right? So that's what I was going to ask. Like, does a face mask still count? No, like, I would assume nothing. Or maybe you could wear a helmet, but be no face shield. I don't know. Well, you better pick one. <laughs> I'm definitely going no cup catching. Firstly, I'm more confident in my ability to catch a ball, even though I'm going to miss some and struggle, obviously. Trying to catch a slap shot, like I don't even know how I would mentally prepare myself for that. And yeah, but nothing many- sounds worse than taking a slap shot in the teeth. Like, there's any sports-related injury, I would rather Kevin wear myself... <laughs> every time I stepped on a basketball court, then take a slap shot in the mouth. Like that's that's the worst in- All right, sports wait, injury. Wait, wait, wait. Can... Hold up. Every time you step on a basketball court, <laughs> you let Kevin wear yourself instead of once taking a slap shot. No, in the mouth? okay. Instead of yeah, okay. Let's say once one to one. Sounds like a cap or no cap punishment to me. <laughs> <laughs> you just blow my knee out with a baseball bat. <laughs> I think that sounds appropriate. Um. Yeah, if it was one to or, one, 
I, I that would be the worst sports injury I could have. I tackle you. Out of the face. I tackle you until you, Joe Theismann or Alex Smith. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, plant your leg. Just die right into my knee <laughs> with cleats on. Yeah. Ugh. No, to me, that yeah, nothing sounds worse than that. Like getting hit in the face is bad. A slap shot of the face. I I don't know how guys in the NHL play with just the visor and don't have like a lower face shield. I know the odds are low that it's going to come up there, but they get I, sticks I'm, up there too. I know, and I'm not. I mean, that would suck, but I'm not as worried about that. But just imagine a slap shot coming in around neck height and just catching you right in the mouth, just right across the lips. Well, and the thing is, is like those pucks. It's just solid rubber. Those things are yeah. heavy. And like, there's a corner on it. It's not like a rounded, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nope. 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 Yeah, I'm catching yeah. the game without a cup. I think I would have to agree with you simply because it sounds this is painful to say, but I mean, believe it or not, you can survive without balls. If you, Jeez. If, if 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 you got a. Women do it all the time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just look how great they're doing. Um, but if you get one that bounce, you know, hits your square there, it's like. Mm. And also, a lot of the catcher's gear still has a little padding thing that goes right in that spot That's too true. to help save you <laughs> or at least you're wearing like pants at least <laughs> not just <laughs> not just hanging dong and <laughs> blasted <laughs> yeah all right naked <laughs> catching that would be a whole nother level Ugh. I mean that has several implications. If you're, if you're bending, well, that's true. If you're if you're kneeling down like that, mm-hmm. and you're you're in the nude. Not only are you, as you so eloquently said, hanging dong, but your your cheeks are decently spread too. Like uh, so, he slides into home right as you try to block the plate. Just rips a, your sack off. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of vulnerability there. Oh, I'm trying man. to picture. I'm trying to picture. I don't know why, but picture somebody naked catching, but they're still wearing all the catcher's gear minus the just cup. the chest shield and the shin covers and all that. But yeah. that's it. And a backwards hat. Oh, of course, right? We don't want to disrespect the game, right? Johnny Bench, uh, like a pop up in foul territory, rip the mask off running around, <laughs> just completely naked lower. So body. would you rather would you rather catch a baseball game in the nude or to goaltend a hockey game in the nude? Uh, definitely catch a baseball game. Can you imagine? Plus it'd be cold. <laughs> it'd be freezing. <laughs> Every time you go down to get a puck, you, you'd stick to the ice. <laughs> oh, that sounds terrible. That's be a like, low hanging sack right there. <laughs> Not that old. <laughs> it's like the Wait, Christmas story or whatever. It's where his stunk tongue sticks to the pole. But <laughs> all right, just stand up really quick. It's like Velcro ripping. <laughs> well, it'd be so da- like just imagine playing any position in hockey at all in the nude, and just like people are cross checked bl- into the boards. <laughs> well, and people have blades on the bottom of their shoes. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you're right. Like hockey is just rough. Yeah. <laughs> the fights would be electric, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh man. Well, this question really got off everyone track just, even everyone, more than <laughs> everyone just reaches for the crotch as their first move in the fight. <laughs> like the the hockey punch where you grab the jersey and hit. You yeah. just grab it and just. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Well. <clears throat> I don't think any of these are going to get as good as that. So No, I mean. <laughs> do you have a question for me? Yeah. Um, so let's get to this one real quick. A more serious one, and it relates back to what we were just talking about with the Sun series. Does LeBron losing in round one this year hurt his legacy? And if so, how much? It's not because he lost in round one. It's the way he lost it. Okay. In my opinion. Um, yeah. We all know that great ones have lost in round one. Right. Jordan lost several times in round one. Um, but when Jordan lost in round one, it was not with that much help. Or I think they lost in round – well, no, they didn't even lose in round one when he only played like 20 games in that yeah. 1995 season. Um. So even all the great ones lose in round one. It's not because he lost, but it's the way he lost. Here's LeBron. Still, he look. He's still putting up crazy numbers for someone that's 36, going on 37. But you know, he really popularized this idea of the super teams. Back with the decision, and everywhere he's gone since then, it's supposed to be a super team, right? Mm -hmm. So Miami, super team, Cleveland, let's get Kyrie and Love, super team, Lakers, let's get AD, super team. And I I guess what I'm saying is people have already given him a hard time for the idea that, quote unquote, he can't win alone. He can't win without just staying on the team. He has to always do the super team thing. But to do that and then lose kind of in the embarrassing fashion he did. I think it hurts his legacy. I think the minute he decided that he was going to leave that game with almost six minutes left on the clock, I think that hurts your legacy. And I think the way that he just gave up, there was somebody else had, um, they showed, a <clears throat> there was a screenshot of LeBron walking off the court after the Suns won without shaking their hands or anything, mm -hmm. um, which a lot of people were bringing back the whole Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons walking off after the Bulls beat them. I saw that, yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's not even the same thing because the Pistons... That was more of a defiant walk-off, <clears throat> not a given-up walk-off. Yeah, LeBron's was very much, it felt like, just, I'm done. And then he goes in his press conference and is jo all joking like, yeah, this summer I'm preparing to face the, the goon squad, as we're calling yeah. the Monstars in the new Space Jam 2. And yeah. uh, the ironic thing is that Space Jam 2 is going to also be a flop. <laughs> Perfect cl close on that. Yeah, yeah I agree. So th this series, it's not he, like he left the game early. He's not yeah. shaking hands. And he's flopping. He's... Making himself look like a fool out there. He just embarrass the series is embarrassing, not in the grand scheme of things. If you just look at it on paper, but more so the taste it leaves in your mouth. Yeah. When you reflect back on his oh, legacy, yeah. <laughs> and maybe he 
does something like maybe he goes out and wins another championship later in his career and you kind of forget about this but as of right now he's an aging star and this mm-hmm. is the most recent memory you don't know how many seasons he's going to have left but this is going to be one that sticks with you longer than some of the others maybe so um i agree with all that i also agree that it hurts his legacy in the sense that he's old at this point and it just takes away one more year that he has to kind of close the distance on Jordan a little, in my mind at least. Mm -hmm. In my mind, going into the series, I still thought he had a possibility by the end of his career to surpass Jordan as the GOAT in my books. I know there's a lot of people, and I can respect that, who would say they're at the point where there's just no way he can ever be the GOAT. Yeah. It's like, that's fine, like, if you believe that, just based on – Jordan's winning percentage or like what he did in a short amount of time like I would disagree with some of those things like I think that yeah basically the finals losses doesn't bother me for LeBron because it's better to lose in the finals than lose round one like you said so it's like I don't I don't that's never been an issue for me my in my mind I was thinking like what would the number be because it is championships when you're talking goats it's championships that's why Brady's the goat that's why like that's in my mind that's not all it is but that's a huge part of it um if lebron goes to two more championships and wins one of them uh, if he wins at least one and goes to two more i might be there to say i think he's the goat as much as i there's things i won't like about him as much as i like jordan but that's another year gone where that's not going to happen. And again, that's just my own personal criteria, but I think it hurts his legacy in the sense that I still thought there was a chance to catch Jordan. And that's one year now that that's not going to happen. And how many more years does he have to do that? You know? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, so, we just got done talking a little bit ago about how good Devin Booker is. And like, yeah. you look at a lot of these West teams and young guys. Yep. The Mavs are probably just going to get better each year. Yep. I, you know, You'd think yeah. they would add somebody with Porzingis and yeah, Mavs will get better. the The Clippers probably won't because yeah, I don't think I don't think I don't think Kawhi is going to stay in L.A. after this year. Do you? I I don't know enough about him and the situation there to know, but he seems like the kind of guy who wouldn't just because he's moved so much already in his career yeah. and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. agree. But I mean, especially Anthony Davis, he might be on the move this year. Um. How much help? I thought he already signed an extension with LA. Oh, he did. You're right. But it's like, is LA going to go into next year thinking, hey, that's the help. We already gave him his help. Anthony's healthy, Um, which, yeah, he is. But then so will Clay Thompson. And if you have Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, I mean, that's that's a new team in the equation that really wasn't this year, to be honest. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think the window's closing quickly. Um, I think we're looking at next year or two i mean i could see him being the kind of guy who would come out and say like next year is my last year like he would have like the farewell tour all that stuff i don't think he would quit at the end of the season um but i think we're a year or two away from knowing that the end is coming up and so i don't think it hurts his legacy in the sense that this drops him in the rankings but it's just one less year he had a chance to move up if that makes sense Hmm. in my Hmm. mind that's yeah but no, I, I, I'm I'm honestly the way he chose to handle himself in this series, I'm very much on par with a lot of the people on Twitter who have said like don't put him in the same sentence as Kobe and Jordan. 
Yeah, and I, I respect that. And I see why you like I, if you're looking at it from a number standpoint. He Dude, it's, belongs it's from in the a conversation standpoint. But yeah, if you're looking at it from a character, like what you want to represent the sport, then yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and LeBron, like we we just got done. Like, dude, we just got done last year watching The Last Dance, and all we learned about was yeah. Michael Jordan's, like, crazy, addictive, uh, competitive personality, mm-hmm. and that it led him to be the drive for all of his success. And, and we've always known that about Kobe. Yeah, <laughs> and we see, and and we that. see that with other athletes. Like, we see that we're seeing it a little bit right now with Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah. his competitiveness is driving him to a point where he's wanting to be very careful with his next decision his career um and lebron it's like he does stuff like this and you're just like you you would think how could somebody this great not be as competitive but things like this makes you wonder like is he just kind of coasting through these last few years of his career the flopping was really out of hand and really extra i understand flopping to a certain extent, okay? Yep. But some of that stuff, especially the Chris Paul play, was so stupid. Yeah. So stupid. Like, you yeah. are really going out of your way, dude. Like, And you know it. Everybody knows it. Like, to me, if I'm the NBA and I'm looking to crack down... And this is a separate topic. But if I'm looking to crack down on flopping... I might consider coming up with some sort of rule. I don't know how they would determine it, but some sort of rule that if you flop, you have to immediately get subbed out with someone on your bench. And it doesn't mean you're mm-hmm. out of the game. You can come back in later, but at that moment, like you yeah. could call a penalty or something. Maybe the other team gets a single Technical free throw. Or or, yeah. yeah. Technical foul. You have to be subbed out. Because you're quote unquote hurt. You're almost in the penalty box or something. Like yeah. even, you know, five minute <laughs> Yeah. Or yeah, if you flop, treat it like an injury where you now you have to go to the locker room. Yeah. You know. <laughs> right. No, yeah. that's what I mean. Like I, I think that would change things a lot. Like and they would have to again determine what a flop is because I think it's mm-hmm. I think flopping for a charge is fair. Like, I mean, come on, nobody wants to get slammed so hard they're actually like concussed on the ground. Like, right. I understand that nobody's asking you to square up and like, you know what? He's charging at me. I'm going to take this right in the chin, you know? Right. Like, right. Yeah. You're going to give a little bit, not just to get the foul, but to save yourself. Right. But so I mean, I, I think there is a middle ground. Like college basketball has a flop warning, like they'll issue a warning. And I feel like they could do this faster because well, once you get the warning, because LeBron didn't play college basketball. <laughs> there you go. Right? I think this is even more recent. They'll issue a flop warning, and if it happens again with the same player, it's a technical foul and free throws. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think there's a middle ground where you could do something like that. So yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I agree. I think a lot of it, just the way he lost the series, isn't great. And I think it, it is interesting. Like you, you, we don't know his mindset. But when he's been to as many championships as he has and he's lost several, maybe he just doesn't look at each one as as important. Like, right. um, I don't know. Maybe there is something to, you know what? Anthony Davis is hurt. I don't know whether our roster can compete this year anyway. I'm older. I've been banged up this season. I'm just going to take this one off, you know? Um, I, and I get, I understand that, and that's fine. It's just, but if you're going to do that, at least do it with some dignity. Right? I <laughs> like, mean, yeah. yeah. 
So I don't know. It, it, maybe he's like, hey, I'm older. His kids are getting older. His kids are about to get into the league. Like his priorities might just be different now. And that's fair. Um, if you don't have that same drive to win, but doesn't mean you have to be to play this way, you know, like at least be a good model for the game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I th- that's fair. I think it's all fair. Criticism. And I know it's, it's kind of funny cause we're talking about being a good model for the game and that's <laughs> not the way basketball should be played after we roasted the baseball, baseball earlier, right. but we're not telling is... him to not have fun. We're telling him the opposite because flopping isn't fun. No. That's like a bad example of something new that's coming to the league. Nobody says we need more flopping. Yeah, exactly. You know? We do need more three zero home runs in big games, like in big um, blowouts. Moments, yeah, yeah. Like to me, that's just exciting and objectively good. Agreed. But a flop, nobody is like. Do you see the way he flopped on that? Look, like, look at the technique, the way he like has been practicing his flop. It's not a skill thing that people want to see more of. So, yeah. Uh, so next question. What would you need to happen to make you a soccer watcher or fan? Could you see yourself ever caring at all? All other sports would be need to be caught. No, I mean, the reason we had this in there is because U.S. men's team just beat Mexico in some championship that I guess was a big deal. Um, oh, did I'm they not, win? Yeah, they did. I, I don't uh, even know. And it was big for the men, U.S. men's team has not been good. Um, I mean, I'll answer this seriously. Like... I'm not a hater in the sense of like I make fun of soccer constantly and think it like I don't understand why other people don't like it. I just personally don't really like it. Um, so I could see myself enjoying it if it's like I've watched some World Cup before. Like honestly, what would need to happen is it need to be the World Cup or some like national, like huge scale thing that a lot of other people were interested in. That would need to do happen, and I would need to bet on it. Um, <laughs> if you give me both of those two things, I could see myself. I would never care as much as I care about the other sports, but I could see myself caring enough to watch multiple games at that point, potentially. Yeah. See, I didn't even know that the men's like, – I didn't even know about that. I had no idea that game was going on. Yeah. I had no – yeah, no idea. I think it happened yesterday or the day before. I don't. I never watched it or heard anything about it. I just saw the article, and um, I mean, it, it was just a big deal because the men's national team's historically not very good. So. Well, my idea, um, to make soccer interesting, the way I would watch it, Played. is <laughs> no, <laughs> well, even better. Oh. Um, I think that. In order to play, you must be a minimum of 320 pounds. <laughs> that would be awesome. You'd have to have a shorter field, right? Because otherwise, just nothing would happen. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Uh, that would be smart. Well, like indoor soccer is just more exciting to play, at least, because things happen more frequently. Think so. about how awesome that would be, though. Yeah. Like, first of all, you're going to get, like... A Category 7 earthquake outside the stadium. <laughs> Second of all, like, 300 pounds, don't forget, like, not a, that doesn't have to be all fat. Like, you're going to get some tall dudes in there. Some freaking tall dudes. Like, you're going to yeah. get some seven-plus footers playing soccer. Well, like, any defensive lineman is over 300 pounds. Yep. Um, 
and they're athletic still. So yeah, yeah. I just think getting a bunch of fat guys to roll around the soccer field oh, would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, like bubble soccer. Have you played that before? You put that plastic bubble around no. you. Like that's fun. You know. I, I agree. I hadn't even thought of that, but like changing the rules to make it just more exciting. I didn't say it was changing the rules. I just put in fat people. <laughs> Only fat people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a pretty big change. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I could see that being fun. I do think, yeah, if you shorten the field. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, okay. So going along with kind of. Uh, All of the good soccer players can be water boys. There you go. I'm sure that. Or, love or that. I'm sorry, gravy boys. Great. Oh, <laughs> it's the new water. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> Coach, I just need my need country some, gravy right now. I need some gravy. Yeah. <laughs> Brown just, or white gravy? Yeah. <laughs> right. And just have the the gravy boys just take a giant gravy boat and they just tip it up <laughs> slowly. Tip yeah. it into the player's mouth. <laughs> that does sound sweet. Sponsored by Gatorade. There you go. <laughs> For some reason, I don't think they would like that. Gator Ravy. Gravy Raid. Gravy Raid. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Um, all right. So, next, similar kind of topic, um, just really briefly, because we were on the topic of the uh, the Olympics coming up. We've mentioned it a couple times. What uh, What are your thoughts on the Olympics? Do you care? Do you care about some events over others? Um, kind of similar to soccer, like nationally, it's huge for us as U.S. sports for major sports fans. It's not necessarily as big. Um, do you watch it? Yeah. How much do you care about it, basically? <laughs> so <clears throat> I have a few things to say about this. Um, okay. First of all. The Olympics suck now in the age of the internet and Twitter because if you are not careful, you're going to get events spoiled before you get to watch them mm-hmm. because like this year is supposed to take place in Tokyo. Well, I'm not going to stay up to watch the live feed of something in Tokyo. I will watch it when they replay it and prime time in, in America. Well, mm-hmm. because of the internet, those things get ruined. And so then it's like, well, why am I even going to watch this? Um, so that has really changed the way the Olympics, like at least my interest in them, just because like I can find out all this info without it. Um, second thing is I do enjoy the Summer Olympics. However, I find myself rarely watching the Summer Olympics, and it has nothing to do with the athletes involved, and it has nothing to do with the events or the sports that are played, but it has to do with the idea that it's taking place during summer. And mm. I like to be outside doing things – I, or I have projects I'm working on, whatever it is. When, the Winter Olympics, it's so much easier for me to just sit down and watch something because it's cold outside, it's wet, it's miserable. Nobody wants to go anywhere anyway. So when the Winter Olympics are on, yeah, I can sit down and watch hockey. I, I enjoy curling even during the Olympics. I know people make fun of curling. I think it's interesting. It's fun, yeah. Yeah, figure skating, like I speed skating. Um, have you ever watched the uh, triathlon in? Uh, in oh the skating one was that no the no one no, that... no 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 it's ski so they do cross country skiing oh. they do shooting. rifle shooting and archery I think I know it's a thing but I haven't watched it no I watched it once it was super cool hmm. 
So there's things like that. Um, as far as the Summer Olympics, in terms of events I like to watch, like I enjoy watching the track and swimming basically mm-hmm. because they are super consumable because they're short and um, the and races are compelling. You know exactly what you're watching for in terms of you're just watching for whoever's the fastest, whoever's in the lead. Um, I, I enjoy gymnastics and I know the U S women's team has been so good with people like Gabby Douglas and Simone Biles. Um, but for me, I, I do like it and I do like to watch it and like to support them, but I don't get gymnastics like I do the races. Like mm-hmm. with gymnastics, it's like, yeah, I mean, that looked good. That looked great to me. Like, sometimes you can be like, oh, wow, she really fell there or whatever. Right. But we're not judging, like, amount of time the foot is on the mat and, like, the thing, right. the way they do. And the scoring is so weird, too, because uh, my wife and I were watching, like, some qualifiers tonight, which is why I brought this up. Um, so people for gymnastics trying to qualify for the Olympics. And the scoring for one event, Simone Biles won. She had 100,000 points. And second second place was negative four thousand. It's like what? okay, what kind of a scoring system is this? I like, award I guess you maybe no that's... points. May God have mercy <laughs> on your soul. Like maybe if you're not in first place, your scoring system is just how many points you were behind first place or something. I don't know what it was, but any scoring system where you could lose by thousands of points to me just doesn't make any sense. I. So I don't yeah. know. It, like it just doesn't seem very approachable even. Like the not that the television crews and stuff don't do a good job and all that. I'm just saying like to jump into a sport that you yeah. don't know anything about and these people have been training their whole lives for this one sport specifically. It's not a very watchable experience, you yeah. know. I mean swimming and racing and stuff you can figure it out like oh this guy is in front of this guy that means yeah. he's winning. But when it comes to judged sports like figure skating things like that it's just hard to to synchronize swimming yeah yeah like like my my thoughts on this too is like um one part of its accessibility obviously things are more accessible now with all the different tv options but for a long time it's whatever they show and the only things that are ever shown on regular tv is the races usually and the gymnastics like water polo sorry you don't really get to see that you know i would actually want to see that yeah water polo is fun yeah yeah um yeah things like oh you want to watch the american basketball team oh sorry you can only see that if you have nba tv or whatever and it's like frustrating things like that baseball softball when they've had those wrestling like the big deadlift, like the different weightlifting competitions. Yeah, I would love to watch that. Yeah. yeah, like those would be really interesting. Don't get to watch it because it's always the racing and the gymnastics. And again, I don't hate those things, but part of it's accessibility, right? Because I think there, are, I I have enjoyed watching water polo in the past. I would yeah. enjoy watching wrestling and and different weightlifting competitions, basketball, baseball. Of course, I'd enjoy watching that, but it's mm-hmm. not as accessible. The other thing that I was going to say that's important to me in terms of my consumability of the Olympics is the stars. For me as a kid yeah, growing up, exactly. it was so easy because I had Michael Phelps in the summer. I had Usain Sean Bolt White. And a, who? Yeah, Usain, Usain Bolt. Bolt. 
In and the winter, I had Sean White and Apollo Antonono. In the winter, yep. Lindsey Vaughn. Like, there's some key uh, seminal people that you can point to in terms of American Olympians um, that made the sport exciting and interesting. That's why um, gymnastics is pushed so much more than the other ones now because you have Simone, Simone Biles, Biles. Yeah, she's a huge Allie star. Raisman, like all the, the people who were yeah. – yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I agree with that. So that, that's good. Yeah, my back when it was Michael Phelps and his rivalry with uh, oh, who was the the Ryan other American? Lochte. Yeah, Ryan Lochte. It was like oh, watching them go back and forth, and then and Michael they Phelps only, always won. Like, <laughs> and they yeah. were only rivals for really a couple Olympics because yeah. Phelps. I mean, Phelps was in like five or six Olympics, which is bonkers. Yeah. Um. And the fact that, you know, the most decorated Olympian ever, it's just easy to cheer for someone like that. And, I mean, yep. other than him being a pothead, he's pretty easy to cheer for. <laughs> that was funny when that came out. and It was, like, a huge storyline. Yeah. <laughs> I never really understood why that was that big. Well, I mean, I get it's against funny, the rules, but what's it's not funny, like PEDs though, or something. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. What's funny, though, is that nowadays you hear about so many athletes using – marijuana or cbd oil or whatever yeah to uh yeah to help i mean recovery and yeah recovery yeah sports are grueling on your body yeah especially swimming whenever i swim even for like five minutes i end up just being super hungry and super tired and i feel like i just ran like a 5k just from swimming for a few minutes Mm -hmm. yeah swimming is brutal would you ever consider training for an iron man no I have a lot of respect for people who do that, but it's that looks insane. Because yeah. what is it? You swim. You have to swim like two miles. Can you imagine? Yeah, like I can barely run two miles. Imagine Jeez. swimming two miles, and then you bike like a hundred twenty like, miles. Yeah, and it was over a hundred, and then you run a marathon. Yep, insane. They have like half Ironman and stuff too, where it's all the same things, just half lengths or whatever. Still no for me. No, exactly. But, That's a no uh, for me, dog. <laughs> like, all three of the events would be fun. It's just the distance is so crazy. I want to like, try to... How long does... Let's see. I think an Ironman is like... You're saying how long does it take to do one? No, I'm trying to look into what it is. Oh, the distances. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could do like... You know how 5K is like a super light version of a marathon? Um, It's just like... Oh, what? Oh, what? A, you know how a 5k is just a super light version of running in comparison to a marathon yeah if you had a super light version of an iron man where you're swimming like yeah swim four laps in the pool bike <laughs> 15 miles and then run a 5k like something like yeah. that is be like very approachable for a normal person the common man instead of the iron man yeah like I, right, the common <laughs> man <laughs> i like that <laughs> I think we should we should try if we do we should talk to Richie. We should host an, a common man run. Yeah, see if we can do like a fundraiser of some sort and call like, it see, the I common could, man. I could do that. I could bike, or I could swim. What what would a couple laps be? I know it's in meters. I mean, uh, couple, like a hundred meters. I, I think hundred. I think a hundred meters is there and back. So I think okay. it'd have to be two hundred. So yeah, swim two hundred meters, bike. 15 miles and then run a 5k like i i could do that train for that for a month or two and then it'd be like 
I don't know. Could put a sticker on the back of my car. There you go. <laughs> common man, twenty twenty one. I really Chicago like the common idea man. of common man. Yeah, we should start that. That could be a real thing. And not even like it's funny, but also just as a re- like a, the the barrier to entry for like running an Iron Man is so crazy. It's like you have to work your way up to it. But for if you're just running, they have so many. 5ks and then you have 10ks then you have half marathons and marathons and then you get to ultra marathons with iron man it's already the ultra marathon it's yeah yeah so here it is that'd be cool so it starts with a 2.4 mile swim so it's almost two and a half miles Jeez. okay it's a 112 mile bike ride Mm -hmm. and then a marathon it's just the order it's in is the brutal part. So the swim, which is the takes the most out of you, just your whole body, right away you're just swimming. So you got to come out of that super exhausted already. Then the bike is just the long. I mean, that's the least taxiing, but the long, grueling, out in the sun all day up, up portion, hills, mountains, up hills, and all that. So that part's more just the exposure of being outside all day and just the slow drag it takes in your body. Then going into the run which is the most like mental part of it like just mentally trying to push through that part like well, the order it's set up in too which is always yeah. crazy too the order it's set up in is brutal yeah so according to wikipedia most iron man events have a limited time of 16 or 17 hours to complete the race <laughs> so it's like not only do you have to do these three things but you do have to do it within this allotted time or you disqualify I wonder how long it would take me to do an Ironman. Like, no time limit. Like, you can take up to a week if you need to. But and you can, like, bring a little tent and just stop in the middle camp, and you got to start back up the next day. Are you just going to stop in the middle of the lake when you're... <laughs> no, like, you'd have to do the swim in one day, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if I could do the swim continuously, so I just would die, I guess. Sounds like a good cap or no cap punishment. <laughs> Sign you up for an Ironman. Jeez. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> no training whatsoever. <laughs> Show up. All these people are in like their spandex, like all this stuff. They have like the super fancy bikes. I'm just wearing gym shorts and a wife beater. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do this. <laughs> just jump straight into the water. Oh, oh man, man, that'd be brutal. Wow. Oh man. Well, I think that's all our hypotheticals. So it's silver yep. lining time i already spouted about my silver lining being my whole deal with the house and it's exciting obviously I, you know i was kind of negative about the process but it is exciting to know that i have a house um and it's just i just gotta try to push through all of this other crap with buying it all the other logistics um but it's it's fun to have that first step to start thinking about and planning for this future home that's awesome yeah yeah mine has been um we've talked a little bit about this but i've just been super stressed recently with work and that is a silver lining (laughs) 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 thanks for joining us today yeah that's just it um it's just been summer's really busy at work and then also just with like we just stay super busy outside of work i mean i coach our city softball team and then we um yeah we'll go to the parks and stuff with the kids and just are we're just busy like everybody is you know um 
but the kids right now are just at a really fun age. And so my silver lining is like as much as it's just been a very stressful and busy summer, it is super rewarding and fun. And you know this with your kids being the same age. Like it's funny looking back how different, especially our oldest is this year, just from last summer even. Um, He's changed so much. You can actually hold full conversations with him. Um, Like today I had to go outside and clean the grill and he came out with me and was like wanting to help me and stuff. So it's just like those cool moments where, um, yeah, it'll be fun having kids. And, and you said, I don't need any help. As you threw your beer can on the ground. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Good, good memories. <laughs> Hold the flashlight. Um, so yeah, it's just as stressful and busy as the summers are stuff like that reminds you like why we do this, you know, as dads yep. and, uh, yeah, so it's good. Same thing like at the house, like all the stress. As parents, you take all that stress on, but then like when you see the kids first enjoying the yard and moving things into their new bedroom and you know all that stuff, like those are the things that make it yeah worth it. Yep. So yep. yeah, no, good. It's a good one. Well, then as we close, uh, once again, if you're joining us on the video version of this, thank you for tuning into the video. Uh, if you're listening on audio, there will be some bonus, maybe before and after episode clips that you don't get in the video version. So, um, yeah, I would check out both, see which one you like better. Maybe watch both of them, um, or watch the one and listen to the other. (laughs) Um, but yeah, now is when we will close the episode and let you go. If you're our video listener, uh, that is what we're frustrated about today. What about you? Share your frustrations with us or about us at Real FN Podcast on social media or Frustration Nation at ShootYourShotSports.com. Voice your frustrations and leave us a review. If you're frustrated that this episode is over because you want to hear more, be sure to look for new episodes every Tuesday everywhere you can get podcasts and be sure to subscribe. If you get as frustrated as we do or you just enjoy hearing us gab, consider supporting the show on Patreon for a monthly subscription or Venmo tip jar for a one-time donation. Every little bit helps. Even $1, which uh, Kyle told me is not nearly enough to buy a house. No, it's not. Believe it or not. (laughs) Makes a big difference for us still. We appreciate the support. Now get out there and frustrate the hate. And broadcast this is bonus episode. <laughs> Very cool. All right, our first video podcast. Adorable. First full video podcast. I guess we did the interviews and stuff. I'm so, so proud of ourselves. <laughs> Me too. Felt like not at all different. <laughs> right. <laughs>